atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now, I get that we got a God-given right of self-defense, but you know what? If violence breaks out, it'll be the thugs that start it, not us. Uh, and for example, the first shot heard around the world in the American Revolution, we don't know who fired it. What we do know, though, is that the King George thug literally was the guy that forced the issue and said, we're going to come and take away your weapons and your ammunition and your stores to, um, you know, codify your God-given unalienable right of self-defense. And well, when the king decided to do that, the people said, uh-uh, this, if we do that, we'll never be able to stand again. So it was King George that forced the issue. No matter who fired the first shot, doesn't matter. And that's my point is we have a God-given unalienable right of self-defense, and we will not. I'm going to repeat again. We will not let that go. But we mean peace, and we want to use the system to peacefully restore the republic. And I, the question is, will they let us? Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on the ball. We'll report as it unfolds and understand we're the peaceful ones. All right. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Becky Akers with us. She is an anarchist, but understand anarchist is a little different than you might think. Becky Aker is also the author of her two incredible novels, Hailstorm and Abducting Arnold. Hailstorm is about one of the greatest patriots ever known, Nathan Hale. And uh, Abducting Arnold is kind of the other side of the Benedict Arnold story you may not have ever heard. Anyway, I'm telling you, the revolutionary novels buy them before they're banned. Uh, all right, Becky, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you, Sam. It's always an honor and a privilege. All right. Speaking of thugs around the world that the people protest uh, against and uh, etc., you got this big story out of Hong Kong. Hong Kong's on lockdown. Police tell public to stay indoors after a cop shoots an 18-year-old protester in the chest, and cops are literally lobbing and threatening to lob Molotov cocktails at the citizenry. It is war in the streets in Hong Kong now. Hong Kong was under, quote, British rule for a long time, and, well, there was more freedom under British rule than there was under Chinese rule. But nevertheless, rulers um, tend to gravitate towards tyranny literally every time, Becky. Yes. And this this shouldn't surprise us, Sam. Um, you know, Lord Acton said absolute power corrupts, and absolute power tends to corrupt absolutely. So I have not yet heard or seen or read of the politician who doesn't want more power and who won't go to any lengths to get it. And Jefferson warned us about that as well, that the tendency of government is to grow and liberty to yield ground. And this is why we all must be vigilant against government. These people are not our friends. These people are in it for themselves. They want power over us. Um, I was so taken with your introduction and your um, reciting of the reasons for the American Revolution, and that was that the British government was attempting to disarm the colonists. And I thought of the Democratic contenders for the presidential nod from their party, 
who are vying with one another, and many Republicans are on board with this too, vying with one another to um, disarm us. And how (laughs) Beto O'Rourke especially, (laughs) oh yeah, we're going to come and take your AK-47s. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna disarm it. I mean, this is nothing but a call to revolution. And I I appreciate your sentiment saying that that's not what we're after, but we may not have a choice. Well, and that's why I highlighted that reality that we have a God-given, unalienable right of self-defense, and if we're forced to use it, we will. But if we can go down any other road, that's what we choose, and it's the dictators that'll decide. Either they're going to back off, or they're going to force a civil war. Now, I don't want one, but I'm not afraid to document and highlight that reality and who the aggressor will be either. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I actually was reading a fascinating editorial in a standard establishment pro-government newspaper that was pointing out how difficult, almost impossible, it would be to disarm Americans. And, you know, the guy was making excellent points. Um, (laughs) I'm sure everybody has seen those Internet memes that show us one of the snowflakes (laughs) towering for his safe space, (laughs) an armed patriot beside him, and saying, you think you can disarm us? Come and take them. So... Um, Well, and I pray we're wise, like our um, patriot forebears uh, in America, the colonists. I hope we're wise to say, you know what? We're not going to let those lines be crossed. We're just not doing that. Good guys with guns have never been the problem. Good guys with guns through history have defended uh, the less fortunate, the weak, the whatever you want to say. And good guys with guns every time are the solution, not the problem. In fact, when a... um, a problem goes down, it's always somebody with a gun that stops them. Uh, and so, you know what? We right. need to call a spade a spade. We need to be candid and open about this discussion. But you know what? I give a speech called, He Who Owns the Media Makes the Rules. And, and these media folks are just literally lying and deceiving and manipulating the reality of the public to the point where the younger generations don't even know the truth on this topic, Becky. That's right. That's right. And may I say, too, that we can all sit and debate which of the first ten amendments is paramount. But my money is on the Second Amendment. And once that goes, the other amendments will fall because we have no way of enforcing them on government. Politicians will never, ever voluntarily give us our rights. You know, our rights come from God, obviously. But what I mean is that politicians will never honor those rights voluntarily. They honor them only when we are armed and can enforce it. And It's fascinating to look at other countries through history and what has happened when they were disarmed. You know, uh, Germany, for instance, passed all sorts of legislation disarming its populace somewhat gradually, wasn't all at once, but disarming various groups in the populace, disarming the populace as a whole. And once that disarmament was complete, the Nazis came to power. Um, You can see the same thing in Stalin's Russia that people were disarmed, and then the communists rose to power. Uh, same thing in, in Cambodia and various other Asian countries that were communist in China. As soon as people have been disarmed, then you have absolute tyranny taking over. And when tyrants take over, people die. Lots of people die. So we should understand that this is a life-and-death issue. When they are threatening to take our guns and disarm us, this is the point at which we say, you know what? You tried to tell us that men are women and women are men, and you tried to tell us that there are no differences whatsoever between one man and another, 
and you have tried to tell us that we can't Uh oh, we'll try to get Becky back. Um, you there, Becky? All right, I'll work on that, Kurt. Her commentary is spot on when it comes to our right to keep and bear arms, Kurt. So we'll go ahead and uh, focus on that. It's amazing what kind of a road to hoe we have uh, in America, folks, when it comes to defending our right to keep and bear arms. Republicans are betraying us, Democrats are betraying us. It seems like we've really got a difficult, what do you want to call it, um, transition ahead of us. Are they going to force disarmament down our throats? Are they going to force uh, a change that we don't want any part of? Are they going to um, literally try to take away our guns? Are they going to just be soft about it like uh, Germany where at first it's like, hey, we're going to, you know, it's going to be harder to get ammo. Then later it's, well, we're not really taking away your guns. We're just not going to let you buy new guns. Are they going to incrementally work on that? You know what? Now certain groups can't buy guns. Certain people can't do certain things. Is that where we're headed? Are you back with us, Becky? Yes, I am. Excellent. Thank Sorry, you so much. I don't know what happened. It's okay. So um, basically what we're saying is, uh, you know, are they going to incrementally do this to us like they did in Germany? Are they going to say, well, you can't get ammo or certain groups can't buy guns? You know, the, the bad guy, right. the, the, the crazy vet that's confused. The, and are they going to slow? They might not directly say we're going to come get your guns door to door, but they might say you can't buy new guns. And they might, and so are they going to back into this slowly but surely? And we need to make sure we never, ever fall for the lie. Exactly. Exactly. We have got to be sure that we are on our toes because once our guns are gone, we have no way to protect our rights and our freedoms. Um, and they can take away an awful lot of our other freedoms. I was saying that, the, you know, they can tell us you can't think what you want, you can't say what you want. Um, but so long as we have our guns, they can only suggest that. And so long as we have our guns, we can fight back against that kind of tyranny. You know, um, for all the political correctness, it is rare that someone actually is arrested and prosecuted and put in jail for being politically incorrect. If we don't have our guns, that is going to routinely happen, that people who voice dissent will be routinely arrested, rounded up, put in prison, even killed. Do you think Hong Kong is going to be another Tiananmen Square, Becky? I don't know. I'm not very good at prophesying, but I will say this. Um, China, which is behind the crackdown in Hong Kong, and North Korea, both have tyrants who are encouraging and, in fact, demanding worship of themselves as human beings. And they, they want their subjects bowing down to them, worshiping them. And sadly, we're flirting with that more than you can imagine in America as well, ladies and gentlemen. Becky Akers, our guest. You are listening to the one and only, one of the greatest think tanks in the country, Liberty Roundtable Live. I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press 
has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. All right. Becky Akers on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Her incredible novels, Abducting Arnold, an incredible book, The Other Side of the Benedict Arnold Story You May Never Have Heard, and Hailstorm, about Nathan Hale. Incredible books. Get them before they're banned today. All right. Um, Kurt, do you think that they're going to turn uh, Hong Kong into a, a Tiananmen Square scenario? I pray the answer is no, but I, I don't see them re- uh, doing their best to de-escalate here. What do you say? Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. It sure seems like there's a whole lot of trouble brewing, I guess you would say, there in Hong Kong. But uh, I'm with the uh, the good people that are wanting to promote freedom. So many times, uh, you know, the thing I remember about is, remember those uh, protests up in Seattle or whatever, you know, you get these uh, government... Uh, what would you say? Uh, Jack Buddha thugs? That, That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, that, that basically infiltrate the uh, true freedom fighters, if you will, and then the government uses the evil that they do to, <laughs> but I guess you could say, crack down even harder. And, uh, you know, so they've got to watch out for that. I believe that'll be going on big time. Sadly, false flag uh, operations are alive and well around the world, Becky, by these tyrannical uh, jackbooted thugs. Yes, they are. And I wanted to make the point before the break and then got interrupted by the break. Um, I don't know how many people remember, but in the New Testament, there is the story of Herod, who, when people shout out his subjects trying to curry favor with him, shout out that he is a god. 
and the Lord, because Herod does not refuse their worship. Now, Herod didn't demand it. These people are voluntarily, oh, you're a god, and they had a petition they were presenting, and they were trying to butter him up. Because he didn't instantly say to them, no, I'm not. I'm just a flawed human being, and in fact, I'm totally corrupt and even worse of a sinner than you are. Because he accepted their worship, the Lord struck him with a skin disease, and he later died most likely leprosy, and he died, okay? We have two outrageously tyrannical regimes in North Korea and in China. Both of them are demanding the worship of their subjects and their citizens. Both of them are saying to the innocent taxpayer there, look, either you bow down and worship the government as divine, or we're putting you in concentration camps. Now, if the Lord so severely struck and punished Herod, what will he do with rulers who demand, not just accept, but demand worship on penalty of death? So I am very hopeful for both Hong Kong, China, and for North Korea, because the Lord's wrath will not sleep forever. Amen. Fantastical biblical reality uh, forward as history um, will repeat itself. Uh, and as we stand against despots and tyrannical um, influencers everywhere. So that's critical. And we'll keep an eye on uh, Hong Kong. I don't know what's going to happen there. I just know this. I don't want it to come to a theater near me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I don't want it to come to a theater near me. I can just tell you that right now. And I pray for the people uh, that are being abused there. Uh, I pray that we don't have false flag infiltrators, as Kurt wisely warns us about. Uh, I just pray for those people. And I, I don't know what else I can do to influence it except for highlight the reality and to point to the solutions. We need to have our right to keep and bear arms. If the people in China or North Korea or um, Hong Kong, in this case, uh, were armed to the teeth, this would not be going down. Yeah, it might create a bloodbath if the tyrannical folks are too belligerent. Uh, but if they back off and remain peaceful, I have a feeling the people uh, will be uh, as well. All right, let's move to a couple of other topics that I want to get to before the end of the hour with Becky there. Becky and Kurt's commentary. Quick, I'll yes, sir. throw in uh, real quick. Remember, uh, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been. Well, if you don't Thomas remember, Jefferson. I certainly don't remember, Kurt. Thomas Jefferson, I believe, uh, <laughs> mentioned that the uh, – um, Basically, the tree of liberty had to be uh, uh, watered with the blood of patriots, my friend. It, that's the way I remember it, something like that. And, uh, you know, this this thing called freedom and liberty, uh, Sam, is too valuable of a uh, commodity, if you will, to be just kind of put on the back burner. It's so valuable and so important that people are able to make choices uh, so that they can choose between good and evil. Couldn't agree more. And I will say, I don't want blood. Okay, I'm a peaceful guy. I'm not a bloodthirsty man. Okay, so that's why I reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration. Okay, but this is my desire to peacefully follow the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ himself. And I want things to be peaceful. Now, they may not let that occur. The folks that are on a on a um, what do you want to say, a heck-bent effort for power and control and et cetera. They're on a bender for a, a tyranny. We may not be able to peacefully stop them. I understand that, and I'm not afraid to say that we will um, use the God-given unalienable right offense, 
of right of defense as our founding fathers did if we're forced to. But understand, I'm going to be the guy to never be the one to ratchet it up. I'm never going to be the guy calling for blood. I'm never going to be the one that leads the charge for, for violence or tyranny or uh, a civil war. I'm going to be the guy calling for peace. Now, if they force a different direction, we will not back away from our duty. Make that clear. We will not back away from our duty. However, I don't want to be the guy to ratchet it up. I don't want to be the guy to lead that charge. I want to be the guy that reluctantly says, if we must. I want to be the deacon that they always talk about in military conflicts that's religious, that prays, that doesn't run around swagger, uh, acting like he'll just conquer the enemy and he bloodthirsty. I, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that says, I'm afraid to fight. I don't want to fight. I'm, um, I don't desire to fight. But I'm telling you that if I have to defend my wife and my children and my family, I will do what's necessary. I want to be that humble guy. And you know what? The chips will fall where they may, and I will not back away from duty, but I never want to be the guy calling for blood. I never want to be the guy to ratchet up the situation, and I want to be the guy that's, that's, that's the religious guy that prays to God, does my very best, and trusts God in the middle to say, hey, how's this going to you know, go down and unfold? I don't know. I just know that I don't want any of this, but I will do my duty. I want to be that guy, Becky. Absolutely. You know, Sam, I'm, I'm very interested in World War II, and I've been researching it for several years now. And I happen to be reading a book right now written by a professor, I believe, at Princeton. Um, came out in the 90s, and he just heaps such scorn on the American people for not wanting to go to war during World War II. Well, the guy's a whacked-out, bloodthirsty nutcase, then. Exactly. And such scorn on any politician, not that I uh, think well of politicians, but such scorn on any politician who wasn't instantly ready to trounce Hitler and to send Americans to die in Europe for what was essentially a European squabble between Hitler and Stalin. And, you know, any time that Roosevelt didn't instantly respond with threats of force, this guy is just, well, you know, he wasn't one of our best presidents, but even he had his bad days. And I, I am just astounded at the bloodlust and the the eagerness for war that the establishment and their uh, propaganda pieces in professorships all have. And we should be so totally opposed to war. We follow the Prince of Peace, and he does not uh, have any tolerance for people like this that, that are just seeking to stir up bloodshed among nations. On the other hand, when a tyrant tries to disarm us, that's that kind of the final bulwark. That is where they are breaching our fortress. And I want people and to never misunderstand my hesitancy on this. I just know how evil and how perverted and how violent and hostile and hate-filled war can become. So that's why I, I, I shrink at the thought of war in one, on one hand. Uh, because I believe that the true followers of Christ will shrink at the thought of war um, by nature. However, they will also boldly trust in their God and stand up for duty when it calls. And there's a big difference between those two. And I don't want anyone to believe that I'm willing to give one above the other. They go hand in hand with a proper response that our founding fathers had and that we must have as well. So don't think by me saying that I don't want war and I'm this and I'm that, that I'm soft. That isn't right at all. 
That's why I want to be like the guy they always describe as deacon uh, in books and in movies and everything else. I want to be the humble follower of Christ that doesn't want this at all. However, I will not shrink from my duty. I will not do it. And, and I want to make both sides of that coin very clear. What do you say to that, Kurt? The thugs will probably turn well, that around and say, I'm calling for uh, war, won't they? I uh, listen to, uh, you know, Becky, and they're uh, mentioning the Prince of Peace, and then, of course, your uh, thoughts about uh, how we should respond. I, I, I can't do anything but basically echo that uh, and say... Uh, you know, we've got we've got to do. Well, I'll tell you this: I don't want to be in a foxhole with Becky, but I do want her on my side. You see what I'm talking about? Let's get a response to that in just a second. This is Liberty Roundtable live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo today acknowledging for the first time that he was in on President Trump's controversial telephone call with the President of Ukraine in July. The call that's now at the center of the House impeachment inquiry into Trump. I was on the phone call. Uh, the phone call was in the context of now I guess I've been the Secretary of State for uh, coming on a year and a half. Um, I know precisely what the American policy is with respect to Ukraine. It's been remarkably consistent. Pompeo speaking during a news conference in Rome beside the Italian foreign minister. In Hong Kong, office workers and schoolmates of a teenage demonstrator who was shot at close range by a police officer during anti-government rallies on Tuesday are now in the streets condemning police tactics and demanding accountability. This is USA Radio News. This is sponsored by Purina. There's no doubt that pet owners want the best for their furry friends, including the best food to help them grow and feel a long, healthy life together. But with increased confusion about what's good and bad, many pet owners may not feel completely confident that their pet's food is healthy and safe. Finding pet food for your dog or cat's nutritional needs while factoring in his or her life stage, lifestyle, and activity level is critical to health and longevity. Purina Chief Veterinary Officer, Dr. Kurt Venator. Don't be afraid to call a pet food company and ask questions. These four things can help ensure your pet's food is safe and healthy. Look for a company that invests in scientific research to fully understand pets' needs and offers foods that are formulated by professional nutritionists, complete and balanced, and validated with feeding trials. When in doubt, consult your veterinarian to better understand your pet's specific needs. For more, visit Purina.com. Again, that's www.purina.com. The ADP private payrolls report released this morning shows the U.S. economy adding approximately 135,000 jobs last month, down from August's revised total of 157,000. The September gained the slowest since June. It drops the monthly average for the year to 145,000. The Labor Department's jobs and unemployment report is due out on Friday. 
The verdict comes in in the murder trial of a former Dallas cop who killed her neighbor. We, the jury, unanimously find the defendant, Amber Geiger, guilty of murder as charged in the indictment. Amber Geiger convicted of murder yesterday for shooting Botham Jean last year, claiming that she thought she was in her apartment and that he was an intruder. Today, the sentencing phase continues as Geiger could now face a maximum sentence of life in prison. And you're listening to USA Radio News. All right, I don't want to be in a foxhole with Becky, but I'm grateful to have her on our side defending the sacred cause of liberty. What do you respond to that, Becky? Am I a bigot and a racist and a sexist and a hater? <laughs> no, and Sam, I must tell you, you mentioned earlier you didn't know what else you could do for these uh, protesters but pray for them. And I will say that, first of all, all of us should be praying for them. And secondly, you are doing something. What you are doing is trying to invigorate the cause of liberty or reinvigorate the cause of liberty here in this country. And I long for America to once again be a beacon of freedom to the world. That is the best and most valuable service that we can render not only to freedom but to all the victims of oppression worldwide is to have America the beacon of freedom uh, to make the inscription on the Statue of Liberty a reality again that we welcome to these shores people who are oppressed and afflicted, the people who are poor, who have no place else to go. Send us your tired and your weary and, and send them to our golden shores. I am just so, you know, if we'd only followed that principle in World War II, if we had simply stayed out of the conflict, if we had opened the door to all those who were trying to flee Europe instead of making it impossible for them to get in here. That is the best service that we can render to suffering humanity and to the cause of liberty is being absolutely 100% committed to liberty ourselves, then trying to rouse our neighbors to also likewise commit to liberty, and then making sure that we don't allow our government to be tyrannical in any way, including restricting our God-given right to freedom of travel and movement. Amen to that. We are intentionally setting brush fires of freedom everywhere we go, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think we're trying to really burn the barn down, we're, we, but we are setting brush fires of freedom uh, wherever we go, Kurt. That's intentional. Well, it is. And, you know, the phrase uh, make America great again or make the world great again, uh, or in other words, uh, promote freedom and liberty and truth and righteousness is basically what we're all about and uh, that's why we promote that kind of thing and we want to advance freedom uh, in wherever we can with brush fires of liberty all right so folks i want to switch gears slightly but it's very interesting the tyrannical thugs or the uh, and this is uh, kind of where I want to highlight the difference uh, about anarchy or anarchists. You know, Becky doesn't believe anarchy is mob rule. Becky believes anarchists' viewpoint is to say we don't need government to do things. They become tyrannical every time. What we need is the private sector 
uh, to do things. And by free association, can we do all things necessary uh, for the proper role of defense and for the proper role of carrying out the will of the people in ways that are not tyrannical, but providing the essential private sector solutions uh, necessary for a stable and honest and moral society? Have I captured that well enough, Becky? I don't mean to put words in your mouth. No, that's that's a perfectly adequate description. Um, I also would just like to contrast it with the definition of anarchy that most people hold, and that is that anarchy is a synonym with chaos. And if we don't have people in uh, powerful and authoritative positions ordering us around, that we will degenerate into utter chaos. Um, this is nonsense because society regulates itself. And, in fact, the more government regulation we have, the more we cripple society's inborn ability to regulate and govern itself. So, in other words, the more government you have, the less free you'll be. Uh, you know, just look now at what is happening with political correctness, and that's a fine example. When we don't have government ordering us around, people are naturally polite to each other and courteous. In fact, there's often been studies done that show the more weapons in a society, the more uh, courteous people are to each other. But at any rate, yes, ma'am. government ordering us around, uh, we are naturally polite and kind to one another. Now you introduce political correctness with government action behind it, and you find that courtesy is out the window. And people are constantly at each other's throats. Government is pitting groups against each other quite deliberately so that we'll run the government and politicians and bureaucrats to settle our differences instead of settling them naturally the way society is set up to do. Um, so and, and that's a very long-winded example, Sam, for what you said very succinctly. But uh, we, we don't need to fear that if we don't have government, uh, chaos envelops us because society will regulate itself. And I appreciate that explanation because I want to contrast that, which is what with the, what's going on in our society today. The more we have government rule and the more we have laws, the more groups like Antifa and others do not obey the law. And they turn to violence and they get literally a pass, if not protection, from government in their violent attempts and their quest. They kind of believe the ends justify the means. Well, this headline relates very directly to this. It says this, protecting Betsy DeVos. She's the education secretary. Now, by the way, if we just got rid of the government education entirely, we wouldn't need Betsy there. But nevertheless, we've got it. And no one's talking about getting rid of it except for folks like me. But nevertheless, protecting Betsy DeVos costs $6.24 million this year alone. And they say costs will rise to almost $8 million. Dollars next year. That's according to the U.S. Marshal Service. They say they got they got to have her on twenty four seven protection because the violence from the other side is so extreme. Becky. Well, this is all by by design, this Sam, because what this is doing is it's creating a lot more jobs. Quote for bureaucrats who are then beholden to government. You have more people thinking government is just fine and dandy, especially a very strong government. Um, it's interesting because my husband and I were talking just yesterday, and I was saying how if I had my way, there would be no Secret Service protecting any politician, no Marshal Service protecting any bureaucrat, because these people should have to go out among us and deal with our hatred of them for the anti-human laws and regulations they pass. 
you know, if they had to, to venture out among us without their cadre of, of officers around them, all of them armed, by the way, as they seek to take our guns away from us, but if they had to venture out among us and deal with our displeasure when they have passed laws that restrict our freedom, they might think twice before they did that. So, Not only are they armed the teeth with their guards and their own protection scenarios, they're arming people around the world. We're the biggest arms dealer in the world. While we take guns away from the American citizen, we're arming tyrannical thugs around the world literally every day. So it's a tragic situation. But Betsy DeVos um, literally has to have these armed guards around her 24-7. That's the Marshal Service is telling us that, Kurt. And it's uh, over $6 million now, and they say by next year it'll be almost $8 million, sir. Well, um, you know, it's it's a there's a high cost to evil, uh, Sam, and uh, when we go away from those principles that our nation was founded on, uh, in other words, uh, God and His uh, commandments, so we don't teach the Ten Commandments anymore. They're not allowed in government schools. We don't pray. We've taken all those things out because we're an enlightened society. Uh, And we basically find ourselves in hot water, don't we? Indeed, that's true. Now, I agree that we shouldn't have people protected by government at all. Uh, And I agree with the accountability there. Um, The interesting thing about this is, though, Becky highlighted something really critical for this next headline. Whenever we have more and more and more and more government supposedly protecting us, they cross lines, violating the Constitution, violating morality. Uh, But here's the deal. It's going to get worse. Not that I want that. Not that I'm predicting that. I'm not a prophet. But read this headline. Put it in context of the historical reality Becky's pointed out, and you'll see what I mean. A new focus at Homeland Security on domestic terrorism. So under the Donald, Homeland Security is going to crank up domestic terrorism concerns and watch and action and who knows what. It says DHS, that's the Department of Homeland Security, uh, is working on addressing white supremacist terrorism as a primary security threat. So Antifa is the only folks that have really gone violent, but you're going to ignore that. Protect that, but you're going to go after, quote, white supremacists, and this domestic threat via the DHS is cranking up. I'm telling you that it will result in greater tyranny and the more loss of freedom for good, honest, hardworking Americans uh, than you've ever seen. The more they supposedly try to stop this stuff, the worse it gets, Becky. Oh, and and that's all, again, by design. Um, You know, government is essentially a not only useless, but absolutely harmful entity. And so it's on a constant quest to prove that we need it. How does it do that? It gets us against each other so that we steer each other and turn to government for protection. The Hegelian dialectic, sadly alive and well in the republics across America, ladies and gentlemen, all 50 of them and beyond. It's crazy. We stand for the sacred cause of liberty and pray you'll join us in our quest. Donate if you have the heart to help. Every penny helps the Widow Night Might Radio Network tell the tale of freedom. We need your support at LibertyRoundtable.com. Sam, Becky, and Kurt, back in a second on your radio. Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad... 
It sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And we can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Becky Akers, Sam Bushman, and Kurt Crosby on your radio. So, you know, the Homeland Security is starting to crank up, focus on this white supremacist terrorist concern as a security threat. And, you know, Jesse Lee Peterson, he's a fellow talk show host. We syndicate his broadcast on this radio network, etc. You know, he highlights the fact he's a black man, but he highlights the fact that there's no such thing as racism. Okay, that's a big old lie. It's a social construct developed by society to literally shut the white man down. He's absolutely right. What he says is hatred is the cause. You know what? The people that follow Satan are filled with hate. The people that follow Christ are filled with love. And the battle is between good and evil, right and wrong, moral and immoral. And it's not a racial divisionary issue at all. And I bring this up because I don't know that there is a such thing as white supremacy uh, hatred or, or a, th- a threat that's domestic in nature. I agree with Jesse Lee Peterson. The only threat is when people are full of hate. And I don't care what, quote, divisionary construct they come from, Becky. Absolutely. Absolutely. And DHS is one of the, it's a prime example of the uselessness of government as a whole, as well as its harmfulness. Um, I have spent quite a few years following one of the DHS's components, the TSA. Those are the blue-gloved perverts at airports that fill you up and grope you and basically uh, sexually assault you. They'd be put in jail if they did it anywhere but an airport. And, in fact, several of them have been put in jail, those who tried to practice their craft outside the airport confines. Um, but this is a prime example of how useless government is, how utterly harmful. And then you have DHS on a constant quest to prove, and, and this is another example of it, to prove that it is, in fact, beneficial to us 
and, you know, out for our good and can help us, okay? And so you have uh, situations like this where they try to create domestic terrorists. Now, as part of my work covering the TSA and DHS, I have investigated several of these, quote, terrorists uh, that DHS claims to find from time to time. And then the FBI has a big uh, hoorah arresting them and parading them around for the television cameras. I'll tell you this, Sam, I have never yet found anyone, any supposed terrorist uh, here in the United States who was not set up and enticed by the FBI and strung along and cajoled and sometimes hounded for not months but years by an FBI undercover agent who would convince the young man, it's always a young man, it's usually a young man who's not altogether there mentally, somewhat retarded, somewhat slow, usually not very many friends. He's kind of a loner because of his, his mental problems, okay? The FBI will groom this kid and pay a lot of attention to him and get him to where he is going to um, welcome his friend, who then suggests to him that they go blow something up. And, of course, the friend is wired. And as soon as the, the young man succumbs to this cajoling and all this attention and the expensive gifts and the guns the guy says he can get for him, as soon as he succumbs and says, yes, that's on tape, he's then arrested as a terrorist. Okay? Now, this is nobody's idea of a terrorist except for the government. And as I said, it is the government and the, the DHS's, specifically, the DHS's attempt to act as though or to persuade all of us that it is indeed necessary that without it, our bridges and tunnels and our, our buildings, our public buildings are all going to be blown up. This is not the case at all. If we get rid of the FBI, you'll find there are no more domestic terrorists. Actually, there still would be because we'd have cops running around. And Well, there would be very few otherwise. domestic terrorists, it's true, and they'd certainly set up boogeymen, and we have proof of that. Randy Weaver's a great example of that. We've highlighted and exposed that. Randy Weaver uh, and his buddy, uh, Mr. Harris, and his three daughters all got a bunch of money from the government because they um, literally murdered Randy's wife and uh, the daughter's mother and everything else, and that was exposed. We know the same thing's true with Waco. We know the same thing's true with the Ammon Bundy case in Oregon, where they literally had government plants running the, the um, they set up a gun range, and they had the uh, literally government derelicts that were uh, leading the charge, running the, the, the range, trying to encourage greater, greater, greater activity with weapons and, and trying to make it go violent and planting suggestions amongst the patriots. And Well, anyway, that got all exposed, and the government lied in court and said they didn't point rifles at innocent civilians first and uh, they lied and lied and finally they got exposed by a whistleblower they got exposed by a great couple of attorneys that cross-examined in court and forced the truth to come out and it was so egregious the judge had to just basically call off the case basically just say wait a minute we're not going to go forward here the the government withheld sculptory evidence the fbi literally perjuring themselves on the stands no prosecutions for the criminals in government like there should have been. Nevertheless, at least somewhat of justice was done in that we expose the truth and in that Ammon and crew walk free today. Most of them. Some are still being beat up and attacked and 
uh, abused and everything else. And so there you have that. Um, Kurt, what do you say about this, though? I say DHS ratcheting up is a serious problem. Well, and in the uh, spirit of making America great again, all we have to do is look back and see, well, we don't have to look that far back. We can look at our Constitution. We can look in there, and you'll have a really hard time finding the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, and you'll, it just wasn't there, ladies and gentlemen. And, you you know, there's just so much of our modern uh updated government that was never supposed to even be there. All right, there you have it. Well, Donald's trying to make an end run around the media and tell his own tale via Twitter, and I wish Donald would work with people like us that are willing to uh, get out the truth and we could surround him with good, honest influence. This is one of the greatest think tanks in the country, Liberty Roundtable Live, with solutions and answers and But nevertheless, Donald is trying to tweet his way around the mainstream press, somewhat successful in doing so. But they say Donald Trump now sets new Twitter record. Broke his own record, believe it or not, they say. He tweeted almost 800 times in September uh, alone. Do you want to respond to this, Kurt, then Becky? Well, uh, I guess I would just say the new media is taking center stage, huh, Sam? Yes, but Donald's trying to circumvent it there. What do you say, Becky? That's that's exactly what I think is one of his greatest strengths, is he doesn't rely on the gatekeepers in the mainstream media to present his causes to the public. He just goes directly to them. And I've long thought that the Internet, now providing that it's free, providing that it's not controlled by government, I don't mean free in price, I mean... Free, free from government and from ruling and, and bureaucrats. Um, but I've often thought that the Internet is functioning a lot like the committees of safety did in the colonies, okay? These were uh, gentlemen who got together in each of the individual colonies, and uh, they'd form a committee, and then they would have a committee of correspondence, and they would alert each other in different colonies, you know, like, like the, the guys in Massachusetts would write to the guys in New York, and to all the other colonies as well, and say, here's what's going on, here's what we have found the Crown is doing here, here's what we need to do to uh, prevent the, the loss of freedom, okay? I'm looking at the Internet the way that I would have looked at committees of safety. We are able to bypass the gatekeepers in the mainstream media. We are able to find out what is actually going on. Uh, let me use myself as an example just because I'm most familiar with my own work. If you want to know what the TSA is up to, all you have to do is get on the Internet and look for an article by Becky Akers, and that will give you the truth without the propaganda. It will tell you the TSA has been set up to take away our freedom. The TSA is set up to restrict our ability to travel, to restrict our ability to enter and leave our own country with any degree of anonymity or liberty, okay? Um, I will give you the true story of what's going on, as opposed to the mainstream media, which always begins any story on the TSA with. The TSA was set up after the terrorist attacks of 9-11 to protect American aviation. Nonsense. It was not set up for any such thing. So 
I'm one tiny little person trying to blow the whistle on the truth about the TSA. There are hundreds of people out there like me who have their own blogs, who have a, a cause that's very dear to their heart. There's a huge group of, of moms who are trying to protest the educational gulag, who are saying, here's what the public school system is doing to our kids. There's a whole anti-vaccine coalition out there trying to blow the whistle on the cozy collusion between pharmaceutical companies and the FDA and the government. Um, whatever cause is dear to your heart, you can find someone outside the gatekeepers in the mainstream media. You can find someone who will give you the truth. And so we on the Internet are functioning very, very similarly to the committees of correspondence, the committees of safety. We are keeping each other informed of the depredations politicians and bureaucrats commit hourly against our freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, search for TSA and Becky Acres, if you want to get answers and, and, and be up to speed and get the truth on that, she's absolutely correct. You can also type in Becky Acres and Hailstorm, and you can read the incredible novel about Nathan Hale, one of the greatest patriots this country has ever known. You can also type in Becky Acres and Abducting Arnold, and you can read her other novel, uh, The Other Side of the Benedict Arnold Story, which I bet you haven't even been treated to. You don't even know the other side of the story because they pervert history so greatly in our in your government schools and in textbooks around um, that everyone reads and everything. We, we've got we've been propagandized to say the least. And the other side of the story, whether you agree or disagree with Becky, is certainly insightful, certainly educational, uh, to say the least. Those two novels are available. So type in Becky Akers, Hailstorm, or Becky Akers, Abducting Arnold. Or Becky Akers, TSA, if you want to learn about her incredible columns and what she writes about the TSA and the DHS and all these other groups that literally restrict our freedom and our right to travel and literally violate our most precious, which is our body's gift uh, and our most, I don't know if you want to call it a possession, but it is a temple given to us by God that we need to honor and treat. And again, government in the airports have been given this ability to sexually assault every one of us. And we tolerate it and accept it. Sadly. So in our society, all under the idea that we're trading our Liberty. Well, just a little bit of Liberty loss for security. It's worth the trade. That's the lie. It is not worth the trade. True. Liberty um, does not need to kowtow to security. True. Security does not need to Trump. Pardon the pun. Liberty. Okay. The truth is these can coexist uh, and we can do so, but it only will, coexist for a moral people final words yours kurt well man i'll tell you what sam uh it's good to have good folks like uh, becky Akers doing her thing as she uh you know heads up some of the modern day committees of correspondence good work becky and uh, make america great again ladies and gentlemen make the world great again by uh, promoting god family and country we together are in a valiant stand for the sacred cause of liberty it's about promoting god family and country about protecting life liberty and property and we're all about it six days a week on your radio two hours a day on the sabbath we rest the website libertyroundtable.com donate and get involved today spread the word about live and on demand radio at your fingertips free for sam kurt and becky we declare we the people along with the grace of the almighty we can and will restore our grand old republic please get involved make it a great and choose the right we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic of the united states of america